Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I do want to welcome you to today's program of Calvary Live. So glad that you have joined us. We find ourselves in the middle of August the 15th. It is Monday, and I am broadcasting live for those of you who are listening online, for Grace FM listeners and Radio by Grace as well. We welcome you to Calvary Live. Pray that we can bless you and be an encouragement to you. So you heard that number that you can call in and be live on the air and uh, in, and to uh, ask your questions and your prayer requests. Love to be able uh, to talk with you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Again, want to welcome all you listening along the Front Range in Colorado and Southern Wyoming be careful out there. Storms are rolling into the metro area of Denver and south down in the Colorado Springs. Of course, Grace FM is two radio stations, 101.7 in the Springs area and and then also 89.7 from uh, Denver metro area up north into southern Wyoming. So the storms are rolling off the mountains. Be careful driving and uh, and take your time. Uh, leave plenty of space between cars. Just uh, a uh, little reminder is maybe perhaps you find yourselves in the commute here this afternoon around 4 o'clock or you're picking up kids from school. I know that school is starting from some school districts, so we want to pray for the kids. Got a prayer request today that we would do that as another school year is starting. Uh, but we want to welcome you, all those who are listening live on Grace FM today, and then also those who are listening by radio by Grace as well. Uh, you're listening live on this Monday, the 15th of August. It's hard to believe that August is halfway over. It seems like the summer always goes by so fast, uh, but we are just so blessed uh, to be with you as well. Many radio stations on that radio network of Radio by Grace. And so I invite you, call call 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Those of you listening online as well from, from the Four Corners of the country and even international listeners uh, here in the States. If you can call that number, give me a call and uh, let's uh, take the phone calls, talk about the things of the Lord. You can ask your questions or if you got prayer. And I know that some of you, you do have things that are on your heart, uh, things that weigh on you, things that perhaps uh, that um, cause you to be anxious or perhaps you're just hurting. Uh, I'd love to pray with you, minister to you any way that we can. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. Back with you. I was gone last week. Uh, I was actually in Mexico. I was doing a conference, a Calvary Chapel conference of church planning and missions. Absolutely incredible what God is doing in South America, in Mexico, uh, church planners. I had the just the honor and the privilege to be able to encourage all those church planners, six to 800 attendees there at Calvary Chapel, Rosarita, and um, good to be back, encouraged. You know, God is working, and God wants to work, um, and he wants to work in our nation as well. Uh, I was thinking about this here in Greeley, that we have uh, the 
uh, harvest time that is coming. It's an agricultural area, and this is where I pastor uh, here in Greeley, Colorado. And uh, the those who work the land and work in the agriculture will be uh, doing harvest here if they haven't started already. The wheat's already been cut. Uh, but the, it reminds me of Jesus. He would talk about the harvest. And in John chapter 5, is, uh, he was talking to the Samaritan woman, and she went back into town, and the men started to come out to meet Jesus. He said to his disciples, lift up your heads and know that the fields are wide on the harvest. And we need to lift up our heads, our eyes, and we need to go to the Lord and understand that he would talk about a harvest even as he talked to his disciples looking at the multitude with compassion as sheep without a shepherd. And he said, listen, the, the fields are wide on the harvest. They're ready for harvest. Pray that the, that there will be laborers that will go out into the harvest. And, and that's what we pray. And you get to be a part of that. However, the Lord gifts you an opportunity to give to you and, uh, and understand that a harvest is coming. And, uh, and, you know, that the Lord desires to save. And um, I'm very excited about the days we live in. It's not easy. It's challenging days and difficult days. But I encourage you, um, you know, seek the Lord in the time that we are here. And we are here for such a time as this and how he might use you. And so it was very exciting, especially the young people that I saw down there. So many hundreds of young people saying, I will go. And you remember that in Isaiah chapter 6, that it was the Lord that said to Isaiah, Whom shall I send? And Isaiah responded, Send me, I'll go. And that's what they're saying. And they're going into some of the most difficult parts of the world. It's not easy, you know, young people. Um, and, and it's such a blessing to see it. It's such an encouragement to me to see it. So glad to be back with you on the mic here on Grace FM, 303-690-3000. We got one open line, so grab that open line. And then also the text line is for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request. want to remind you that's a 24-7 prayer line. Uh, if you ever want prayer, to text in a prayer request. And there will be those um, on the prayer team, uh, the uh, staff at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates that will be praying for you, and that's a good resource. And in the meantime, during this show, during this hour on this Monday, uh, if we need to, to go to the text line, we will. But we like for you to call and have that conversation. I've got an open line, 303-690-3000, the call-in number, the text line, 720-336-0897. Again, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. Let's go to Betty Jane in Jenkintown, Pennsylvania. Hi, Betty Jane. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thanks. Very well. So I have um, uh, a request that, to understand. What does it mean when uh, uh, Jesus says, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that yeah, Jesus in, is Lord? So yeah, does, that's that mean, a, does that mean everybody talk, that's ever died, lived, died? Does that mean—what does that mean? Yeah, it, it's a good question, and it means everyone who has ever lived will eventually bow the knee to him. And it's interesting, you get that from Philippians, I believe, chapter 2, uh, as Paul is uh, writing that prison epistle. And as he's writing, he's talking about how Jesus is exalted, how he humbled himself and became obedient to death, to death on the cross. And as he says that he then is exalted above 
um, you know, all. He says, therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So you and I as believers, we have done that already. We've already said that you are Lord Jesus. We've given our hearts to him. But even the unbelievers, we do know that uh, in the wake, in the second, what's called the second resurrection, according to Revelation chapter 20, where the unbelieving dead are going to be resurrected, they will stand at the great white throne judgment. And it is interesting, and it says those in heaven, those on the earth, and those under the earth. And, and uh, Paul is telling us how those who are in that holding chamber right now, that's called Hades, that they will be there until they are resurrected. Uh, at the great white throne judgment, and they will be forced to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, you know, we uh, give the gospel, we tell people, now's the time to give your life to Jesus Christ. Some people think, well, is there a second chance or is there a purgatory? No, there isn't. There is no second chance because Hebrews tells us that that is appointed once for man to die, then the judgment. But if a person does not bow the knee to Jesus Christ, give their heart to him, they will be forced to do that, not for salvation, but they will have to be acknowledging that truly Jesus Christ is Lord. So yes, it does include those who are in Hades. Uh, You and I, um, we've done it freely, willingly, and uh, we will stand at the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ, not to be judged for our sins, but we will be judged for what we have done for Christ in uh, you know, the body, as Paul writes in Second Corinthians chapter 5, whether good or bad, and be rewarded for what we have done. Does that, does that help, Betty J? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, so if my kids aren't saved, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to have eternal life with God. They're just going to have to you know, say... Uh, yeah. Jesus is Lord. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, you know, that's why it's important for us to keep it all in context of, you know, it's appointed once for man to die, then the judgment. There's no second chances. There there's no purgatory. There's there's none of that. There is that the uh, coming to Christ before you take your last breath and before you close your eyes. That's why it's imperative that we give the gospel and pray for them, continue to pray for them, um, because those who are going to be sentenced to the lake of fire, out of darkness, uh, eternal judgment, and the Bible is very clear that it's eternal judgment, they, that it will be forced to acknowledge, because they will stand at the great white throne judgment, and they will see that he is truly Lord, and he's the judge of all, and Jesus himself said that judgment has been given to me, and um, and they will be forced to acknowledge that he is truly, that he is Lord. There's not going to be, when I go to heaven, you know, I'm going to tell the Lord off, or when I stand before him, i got a few things to tell him. There's going to be none of that, that he is perfectly just, he's perfectly holy, and he's the perfect judge. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Um I have a, a grandson who's um, been born again, but 
Um, I, I believe he needs to be sanctified. Uh, that, that would really make a difference, wouldn't it? I mean... I, well, there's, there's, you know, as you read the book of Romans, chapters 3, 4, and 5 talks about justification, the doctrine of justification. We are justified freely by His grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and it, as we come in faith, we are justified, we're saved. But then there's the process of sanctification, and sanctification is sanctified means to be set apart. And it's growing in the Lord, growing in the Word of God, maturing as a Christian. That's sanctification as the Lord is working in us and working through us. And so, you know, to encourage your grandson, um, to, to encourage him in the Word of God, to encourage him to grow as, you know, a young boy, um, and as he's going to grow into a teenager, I don't know how old he is, that that sanctification process continues day by day, moment by moment, being conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Right, right, yeah. So I do pray for him quite a bit. His name is Dominic, and uh, yeah, let's pray he has for autism, him. and uh, he lives in California. I, you know, I live on the East Coast, so um, yeah. I, I did get to say to him, you know, go to church. And uh, so his mother won't take him. <laughs> well, you keep praying. You know, you keep praying, I Betty Jane. I know you do. And let's pray for him right now yeah, as we pray you. for Dominic. We just pray that, Lord, uh, even though he has autism, he he knows you. He's a believer. And you wonderfully and fearfully fashioned him. And, Lord, I do pray that somehow that um, as his grand mother ministers to him, that he would be encouraged to, to grow, to, she would plant the Word of God in his heart, um, that, Lord, you would soften his parents, um, that they would come to salvation, and that they would understand that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I just pray for this family. I just pray for him, and I just pray that um, that you would just grow him and just minister to him, um, and that you would strengthen him. And, Lord, your hand be upon him. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You bet, Betty Jane. Good to talk to you. Stay well. Thanks. You too. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. And I don't think I need to remind um, you that are listening today, but so many of you, that you have children, grandchildren uh, that perhaps are not believers. Um, maybe you have a grandchild that you know is a believer, but the parents are different situations. But continue to pray for your your children, your grandchildren. Pray for your nephews, nieces, your family members, your friends. Uh, you know that's where the battle is. Is you know our weapons are not carnal but spiritual, and that we give. Um, ourselves the prayer and interceding for people and lifting them up before the Lord and continue to pray, especially in these days, because, you know, the world's pulling our kids away, uh, pulling so many people away into the lies of the world and away from truth. And so um, if you need prayer for your kids or anything, please let me know. Again, 303-690-3000. When somebody hangs up, there's an open line. So grab that open line. We're going to continue with the phone calls, but let me give you that text number, 720-336-0897, as we're going to go to Alex in Aurora. Alex? 
Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to call and give a prayer request for my sister. She's been having a really hard time. Her name's Olivia. Um, she's been having a really hard time just with school and life in general and a lot of the decisions she's been making. And she used to be really close with God, and she's just fallen away. We were brought up Christian and, like, always went to church and prayed together at night, and she's just fallen really far away from it. So I just pray for her to find Amen. God again and to know that He's graceful and loves her. Yeah, you know, when you were talking, and maybe maybe you shared this with her, or maybe this is a word for her, but what came into my mind and into my heart was Ephesians chapter 2, and uh, not Ephesians 2, but uh, Revelation chapter 2, when Jesus wrote that letter to the Ephesian church. Are you familiar with that? Um, I've he, heard he, of it, but I don't think I've read it myself. Well, he writes. he's writing to the seven churches of um, Proconsular Asia. And the church at Ephesus, um, he writes to, and, and what kind of popped into my mind was this, that he, he says, you know, you're working hard. You know, I know your works, um, and your sister, you know, she's in school, she's working hard, she's stressed out, she's got all these distractions and things. But he says, this I have against you, you've left your first love. And therefore, remember from which you have fallen, repent and do the first works. And maybe an encouragement to her may be, you, you were raised a Christian, you had a love for the Lord, and you've left your first love. He didn't say you lost it. He said you've left it, and now you need to remember from which you have fallen. Remember what it was like when you first came to the Lord and you were walking with him and that joy that was in your heart and how close you were, and remember it and and turn from it and then do those first works and just remind her that the Lord loves her and the Lord wants to guide her and help her and strengthen her. And, um, and so maybe that's a prayer. Uh, for her, that she would come back to her first love. So, Lord, I pray for Olivia. I pr- pray that that she would come back to you. And, Lord, she, she's been distracted with the world and school, and Alex knows exactly what she's gone through. But, Lord, she grew up knowing you and having the word put into her heart. So I pray that she would come back to her first love. I pray that she would come back and remember um, the joy she had the closeness, um, how you were working. But, Lord, the world can come along and weigh us down, the cares of life, all kinds of things. You know exactly what she's going through, what she's struggling with. And, Lord, in her struggles, that she would know that you still love her and that she would come home and she would come home to you and she would surrender to you and, and know that you have a wonderful plan for her life and that you want to do exceedingly abundantly above all that she can ask or think, and to be, Lord, one that uh, you would draw her to yourself and take the blindness away as the enemy tries to blind us, soften her heart, and, Lord, just do that work in bringing her home to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much, Alex. We'll be praying for her. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You bet. Absolutely. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. 
So give me a call. We got an open couple open lines, I believe. So um, love to talk with you, pray with you, uh, answer your questions, I encourage you in any way that I can. Again, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Monday afternoon. Uh, what a blessing. Always encouraged by the callers, those who are uh, have soft of heart, wanting to pray for loved ones. Those who have questions as they're reading their Bibles, I'll do my best to answer your questions. But really just desiring to just be a blessing to you in this next hour. So give me a call. Love for you to call in. In the meantime, let's go to Michelle in Denver. Michelle? Yes. Michelle, hi. you're on you're on Calvary Live. Thank you. I just have a quick question. I was reading through my Bible and I am a believer in the pre trip. Mm-hmm. And um and going through the book of Revelation, John is taken in the spirit at the end of the church age before any of the um full judgment, sealed judgments trumpets and all of that. However, my question is, I believe it's in Matthew, and um, it's when the disciples ask Jesus, um, what is the sign of his coming? And he goes through the the seed that you're not deceived, the earthquakes, and it goes down a list of things. However, what kind of trips me up is that kind of towards the end of that, where he talks about two will be in a field, one will be taken, and one will remain. Just before then, it says something in regards to the Antichrist being revealed. So my question really is, are we going to see the Antichrist, or are we not? Yeah, it's a good question. And, you know, there's we do know that the rapture is taught in the Bible where there's going to be a generation of Christians that are going to meet the Lord in the air. And so for the sake of our listeners that may be new to end-time prophecy and uh, the timeline, uh, there's you know a debate with scholars and teachers whether that takes place at the end of that seven-year period called the Tribulation period. It's called Daniel's 70th week, and what is interesting, Michelle, is that we're actually going to be looking at that this Sunday in our study of Daniel, we're in Daniel chapter 9, and where the angel Gabriel comes and gives that prophecy to Daniel. Daniel had been praying about the 70 years of captivity. They're just about over, and Gabriel comes along and says, I want to give you understanding uh, about 70 weeks or 70 periods of seven years. And in that, he gives a very important timeline that that is important in end-time prophecy. And we know that 69 of those periods have been fulfilled. Uh, when the coming of the prince, when the command comes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem to the coming of Messiah, the prince shall be 69 weeks, and then Messiah shall be cut off, speaking of the crucifixion of Jesus. But there's still a seven-year period that's spoken of that you've made reference to in Revelation chapter 6 through 19. So there's that seven-year period called the tribulation period. So does the rapture take place before the tribulation period? Some believe in the middle of the tribulation period. Some believe two-thirds through or at the end of the tribulation period. I personally believe that that um, the scriptures indicate to me as I study it, the doctrine of imminent return, that the Lord's going to come for his church before the tribulation period. The question gets asked, are we going to see the Antichrist? And first of all, there's 
uh, a couple things. I'll try not to overwhelm with too much of this um, information because it's a lot. In Second Thessalonians chapter 2, it tells us that the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Paul's writing about the rapture of the church. He's talking about the day of the Lord. He's talking about um, the Antichrist. So many things that he is um, telling us in that chapter. And in chapter 2 of Second Thessalonians verse 7, it says, For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, for only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed. So the lawless one is the title for the Antichrist. So that's one of the reasons why I believe that the rapture of the church is going to take place before the tribulation period. We do know, according to Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, Revelation chapter 6, verse 2, that the tribulation period begins with the rise of the Antichrist. But what Paul is telling us is that we, the church, and I believe he is taken out of the way, is the church, is speaking of the church, that we are a restraining factor right now. And when we are raptured, then the lawless one will come on the scene, and then lawlessness will uh, abound. And um, we know that Jesus, in as you read Matthew chapter 24, he says, when you see the abomination of desolation, that's going to take place in the middle of the tribulation period. Um, and that takes place, then the great tribulation will happen. Uh, he says there will be great tribulations such as the world has never seen or ever will see again. He talks about the second coming of Jesus Christ will be like lightning flashing from the east to the west. So when it comes to the return of the Lord, there's two separate aspects. It's it's like uh, Ed Heinsohn, who just went home to be with the Lord. Uh, he was a biblical scholar. Uh, he would always remind us that just as there were different aspects in Jesus' first coming, his birth, um, his uh, life, ministry, death, burial, and resurrection, there's different aspects of the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the rapture of the church is when he comes for his church, and then the second coming, he's going to come in great power and glory. He he says that in Matthew chapter 24. Um, he, he talks to them because they're asking him about the the end of the age, the the uh, signs of the, the his coming. He says, here are the birth pangs, and then he goes into persecution, and then the great tribulation period is what he's talking about. But as you continue to read, Michelle, you continue to read um, that no one knows the day or the hour. And so from verse 36 of Matthew 24 into chapter 25, he's emphasizing that no one knows the day or the hour of my coming to be watching, to be waiting, to um, be the wise servant that's looking for the master's return because they come at a time that you do not know. Uh, in the parable, the wise and foolish uh, maidens, he says, watch therefore, you know, neither the day or the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Um, he he repeats that in this teaching. So you have that doctrine of imminent return that I believe the rapture of the church can have it at any moment. There's no prophecy that needs to be fulfilled for the rapture of the church. There's many prophecies that have to be fulfilled for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I believe that when the church is taken out of the way, then the Antichrist will come on the scene. And we're never told in the scriptures that we're to be looking for the Antichrist. We're always told that we're to be looking for who? For Jesus Christ. So I don't believe that we're going to see the Antichrist. Thank you so much. It just was a little confusing in reading 
through yeah. Matthew and, and going down through the bottom and then before the the information about Which is, the uh, yeah. who will be standing in the field, you know, just before then it says something about the and, lawless one will be revealed. So and I talk about that, Michelle. We're going to go to break here. But if you get on my website, org, we just went through that. You can look at Matthew's study, and I talk about that text, and I think it'll help bring some clarity to you as you listen to that study, and it'll be a blessing to you. But good question. Keep studying the Word. Hey, we have, I believe, two open lines. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. We're going to go to break. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you as it's raining along the front range here. And as I want to remind you, as you find yourself in the evening commute or traveling along the highway or Wherever you're at, just be careful. Use caution. Uh, and um, as we have these storms coming across uh, the front range in our listening area, uh, wherever you're at, I pray that you're doing well. Those of you listening live on Grace FM today on this Monday, the 15th of August, and those of you perhaps that are listening radio by Grace or online, you're listening live, I also want to just welcome uh, those who are a week delayed in listening to the program on Hope and Truth FM and higher rock radio, but you get to call. You get to call and talk to me live, and then as you do call, um, you get to listen to it next week on your radio network. So, so glad to be a part of your life and uh, invite you to call. You just heard the numbers, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number in the text line, 720-336-0897. As I was mentioning just earlier in the show, and then we're going to go back to the phone line, I believe we got two open lines, or we got one open line, but um, we are doing Daniel on Sunday morning. This Sunday, we're going to be looking at one of the most amazing prophecies that we have in all of the Bible, and that is the 70 weeks of Daniel. And that prophecy is very important to uh, have a proper understanding of the timeline of end-time prophecy. And I believe that God gave us that prophecy, um, and Daniel records it, even as Gabriel tells Daniel, I come to give you understanding. Um, and we can understand the prophecy, in, and uh, we can understand that there is still a seven-year period for Daniel's people in the holy city, Jerusalem, and we're going to be looking at that. So uh, 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock, if you're in the Greeley area here in northern Colorado, love to meet you and um, have you come join our service, Calvary Chapel Greeley, that's G-R-E-E-L-E-Y dot org, O-R-G, is our website. You can listen to it live uh, on Facebook Live or on our website uh, as we live stream uh, the services. And if anywhere in the country or in the world, uh, you can do that where you got internet if you're interested in that study. So I'd love for you to check out our website and I'd love to meet you if we can or hear from you and be blessed by that Bible study in the book of Daniel. We're going to continue with the phone calls. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. we got one open line. 
but Joseph has been waiting patiently from Wheat Ridge. Joseph? Good to hear your voice, Pastor Biggs. Yeah, you bet. uh, I was reading my Bible this morning, and uh, I was reading John chapter 1, verses 48. I'm sorry, John chapter 1, verses uh, 43 to 51. But, um, you know, I understand that your program is called Under the Big Tree. Is that correct? That's correct. So when I was reading this, I thought about you, you know, in verses um, 48 through 51, read, you know, um, uh, uh, so Nathaniel asked Christ, how do you know me? Nathaniel asked, Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are king of Israel. Uh, Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things. Then that he then added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So I was wondering, did you get your program from this Bible verse, the name of your program? Yeah, it's kind of interesting how I titled the program because it was years ago uh, when I first got into ministry. I, I can't even remember who it was. That Somebody said jokingly, if you ever have a radio program, you should name it Under the Fig Tree. And we kind of chuckled about it, but when Grace FM um, was um, born, uh, I believe 11 years ago, um, I thought, you know, I like that name. <laughs> and uh, kind of a play on words, uh, Under the Fig Tree, but it is from John chapter 1 that Nathaniel's Under the Fig Tree. And the students would study the scriptures from Under the Fig Tree. And matter of fact, our logo uh, has been a, somebody reading the Bible under a fig tree. And that's where they did study. But also going through uh, the Old Testament, that there's promises that when the Lord establishes his kingdom, that every man will sit under his fig tree. Uh, it speaks of, of peace and prosperity, not not prosperity in the way that the prosperity teachers you know, speak of. It's just speaking of God's provision and his blessing. Um, and that's where... Uh, I believe that, you know, under the fig tree is a good reference um, to study the Word of God, to experience the peace of God and the blessings of God. And that's what it speaks about in the Scriptures. Now, it's interesting that, as he said, that I, I believe that Nathaniel, as he's reading the Scriptures there, Jesus says to him, you're going to see greater things than that. And most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and angels of God ascending descending upon the Son of Man. I think personally that Nathaniel, that he was probably studying in Genesis chapter 28. You remember the account of Jacob, he's running from his brother Esau, and he's going to go to see his uncle Laban in Pandanaran, and he stops at Bethel, and he takes a rock, and he uses it as a pillow, and he falls asleep, and he has a dream. And it says that he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. So it was Nathaniel reading that text, and Jesus knew it. And, and he called that place Bethel, which means the house of God. And Jacob woke up and said, Behold, um, you know, as the Lord reiterates that covenant that he made, uh, you know, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all this land is going to be yours. And um, and so I think that he was reading that text, and the Lord says, you're going to see greater things. 
Um, so that's that's uh, an interesting portion of scripture. They believe that he was reading the scriptures in that. Well, so two quick things, and don't you think it's very interesting, if you will, you know, before the foundation of the world, God chose your name to be fig. Is it plural fig or figs, Pastor? Figs, plural it's, fig. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's F-I-G-G-S. So. so, you know, God chose your name, and now you have this program, and, you know, <laughs> so you give <laughs> So, but uh, one last thing, you know, um, I guess another, um, you know, jokingly thing. Um, if you recall, you know, um, uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, and I spoke with you about this before. You, you were saying maybe all of us will be 33 years old when we get to heaven. Do you recall that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm just going to say, you know, I, I hope you're enjoying your grandchild because, you know, if we get raptured very soon, the next time you're going to see your grandchild, they'll be 33. <laughs> well, enjoy, enjoy it, your baby child now. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to have our glorified bodies and how that's all going to work. We don't fully understand, but um, I can't wait, and I can't wait. The The important thing is is we do want to enjoy our children, our grandchildren, and those that we love, but we want to see them in heaven with us, don't we? Yes. So is, is it a granddaughter or grandson? It's a grand granddaughter. Granddaughter. So yeah, my my director at my job. So her, she has two daughters. I, one daughter gave birth to her first grandson like the other day, and and her other daughter is going to give birth soon. So she's going to have two grandsons shortly. Here, <laughs> very special. Thanks. Appreciate your call. Appreciate your feedback and calling back, Joseph. All right. God bless you. Keep reading the scriptures. Right, God bless you. All right. Bye bye. My radio program and Grace FM here is Under the Fig Tree, and I hope you're blessed by that radio program. We're going through Luke's Gospel right now, and and um, and such a privilege uh, to be able to uh, have the radio ministry that's reaching so many people and being able to do Calvary Live. And, and uh, Christian radio is very important, and I would encourage you, support your local radio Christian station. Uh, here in Colorado, Grace FM, Southern Wyoming, but if you're listening on Hope FM or Truth FM or Radio by Grace, support them. Uh, Christian radio is very, very important, and I believe it's reaching many people. We know that by the response that we get and by the response we get here on Calvary Live as the audience is growing. Uh, be praying for those Christian radio stations and those who are working those stations and because a lot of them, like Hope and Truth and Radio by Grace and Higher Rock, are, are run by churches and um, not a big corporation, so support those ministries and uh, be blessed by the teaching of the Word of God and those who are teaching on um, those shows to support them through prayer in any way that the Lord leads you. Just wanted to throw that out. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and then the text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to um, Fayong. Uh, in Aurora, Fayong. Yes, I'm here. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you so much for uh, taking my question today, uh, Pastor. You bet. I'm, 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 I'm like uh, Habakkuk. I'm about swept up. I'm trying to get some understanding about suffering. Um, I was telling the, the brother that took my question. I said, you know. Uh, trying to wrap my head around things, the people that I meet in my daily lives, co-workers and 
And even the people you drive, you share the roads with, sometimes things go wrong. Folks don't treat you right. And right. It, it feels random. I really do not understand. Not one of those people ever asked me, do you love Jesus? Well, yeah. I'm not going to give you this promotion, you know, or anything like that. So I just don't, I'm not understanding how, what I'm getting out of it when I, when I look up and I see things are, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, well, well, you know, I don't see how I'm ministering. I just looks like I happen to run into this person and this person's, you know, not nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I I follow what you're saying because you go through the day, you know, you get stuck in traffic. People, you know, um, you stand in line at the store, you, you know, go to work, all kinds of people around us that aren't interested in knowing about you or the Lord or asking you, you know, hey, um, I heard you're a Christian or what about Jesus? And you know, we're in the world, but not of the world. And in the world, the world is not looking specifically for the Lord, may not be interested in the Lord. Um, but the thing is, is that you still have opportunity to be light and you have opportunity to those divine appointments that the Lord may set up. And I know that there's been times where I thought, you know, um, Lord, have I ministered to anybody today or, uh, you know, have I done any good? But to trust in the Lord and just be open to, um, to you know, whatever the Lord has for you in the day, and just being an example of faith and love in your conduct and your behavior, and it does make a difference. And maybe sometimes, like the people at work, you know, they right. may not be interested in you, but we not only speak the gospel, but we live the gospel. And right. there may there that's, may be a not that, definitely. Yeah. And but you know, we just not everybody that we have contact with we're going to be a witness to. Um, not everybody that we see on the roads or, you know, out in our daily routine of life. Um, but we just trust in the Lord that He'll bring the ones that He desires for us to be light to and speak a word of truth to. And I don't understand it all, but I always am willing to be open, Lord. You know, any divine appointments that you have for me today, Lord, just show me and guide me. And I, I believe that he desires to, to use us in that way, just being sensitive to his leading. And um, some days, some weeks, you feel like I haven't really, have I been a light? Have I made a difference? But you trust in the Lord in that. Well, I, I don't well, Go, to, to, to that extent, I'm thinking, I'm just asking, well, okay, Lord, yeah. uh, I know there's a plan, but what was I supposed to get out of out of this, uh, you know, this encounter or this employer or, you know, I sometimes not, do not understand. Yeah, you may not know. You may not know. Well, I don't understand everybody that, that I've talked to or ministered to or prayed with. I, I, what am I supposed to get? Uh, all I know is that I'm going to give to others. And, you know, when we get to heaven, I think we'll, we'll understand more. But on this side of eternity, we wonder, it may be, and, and this is a little bit different in your situation and what you may be asking, but somebody who's listening, who's a Sunday school teacher, they may come out of that class going, are the kids listening? You know, are they having any good? We talk to teachers all the time. 
or somebody who's a youth leader or somebody who has been witnessing this, somebody in their family or discipling somebody, you wonder, what is this about? And have I done any good? And, and we don't always see the fruit, but we will know more when we get on the other side of eternity. And I think we're going to be surprised. Uh, I really do, Fei-Yong. I think that we're going to be surprised of how much more we were used than we thought we were. And um, and we don't always see it, but we can trust the Lord with it. Well, that does give me hope. There is always just trust in the Lord, you know, in that. And I know for me is I, I um, you know, I had a, a couple of weeks ago that I had somebody that, um, well, it was uh, at a conference I was teaching at, and um, they used to come to the church here, and they sat in the back on Wednesday nights and listened and worked in the area. Now they're a pastor, and they're pastoring the church, and they're at this conference, and it was this, this was years ago. I had no idea how much of an impact I had on this individual. I didn't don't remember them. I don't, you know, probably talk to them. I'm sure I did to this individual. But we just don't know everything. And we just got to trust the Lord with it, that you have me here at this place on this day. And, Lord, I just want to be sensitive. And sometimes you do see uh, the fruit of it. You, you hear from them. Other times you don't. But... Um, when we get to eternity, all of our works, and there's a book of remembrance, and as we spoke about the things of the Lord in the book of Malachi, uh, the Lord says, I have this book of remembrance as you speak about the things of the Lord, as we minister to others, and it's all going to come forth. And I think that we're going to see that we were used more than 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 we realized, and um, we just trust the Lord in the meantime with all of that. Hmm. Okay. Something to well, think about, right? Yeah, it does. That that uh, again, because I don't know. There's a lot I don't know, and like I said, just trying to wrap my head around. Like I said, some of the things that go on in your in your daily life when folks are yeah. uh, not so kind to you, and you're thinking, Lord, what do I get out of this? And yeah. so, yeah, the world's I, not going to be kind kind to us. But as you speak, you never know a word that you might speak that somebody might go back and remember that. And um, and that's why the Scripture says, Paul told Timothy, listen, you be an example, just not only in your conduct, your behavior, but word, the word that you give, and um, and in your faith and in your love. And sometimes people are watching you. It may not be that one time, you know, encounter that you have with somebody, but over time, people may be watching you and saying there's something different about them. Um, God will use those things. And on the radio program today, um, I was doing uh, a teaching on the feeding of the 5,000. And mm. the little boy gave Jesus the fish and the loaves, just a little bit, some sardines, a couple muffins. And the Lord took what little that we he had and he multiplied it. And he blessed people. And I think the Lord does that with us. What little that we have, Lord, um, a kind word, you know, some truth, um, whatever it may be, you're going to take it, you multiply it, Lord, and you use it for your glory and for your purposes. But I always tell people we don't understand everything. Um, 
And when we're confronted with those things that we don't understand, fall back on the things that you do understand. And you can trust the Lord with with your life and as you're desiring to please him and be an example to others and um, being used of the Lord. And, um, and he sees it and he knows and he'll use it for his glory. Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome. Can I pray for you? Please. I pray for Fayong. I, I thank you for his honesty, you know, because a lot of us, we wonder, Lord, what do we get out of it? You know, are we ministering to people? But, Lord, we just trust you with all that. And I pray that you would just minister to Fayong, to him, um, to his heart. And, Lord, that uh, he would just want to be salt and light. Um, give him divine appointments, but Lord, also to trust in you that Lord, that, um, you have them where you have them. And, um, and as we just are steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, that our labor isn't in vain and Lord, that he can trust you with everything and those things that he doesn't understand. And so Lord, I pray you bless him, encourage him and Lord, that, um, that you have all of us here. Uh, for such a time as this, um, to be used of you according to your ways and your will in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, man. Thank you, Pastor. You bet, absolutely. Let's go to David in northern Colorado. Hello. David, how you doing? You're on Calvary. I'm good. It's good. Thank you so much. The conversations that you guys have just had have been so wonderful. I just got in my car and I was heading and uh, I met you. I'm the guy that lives over in uh, Windsorland. And I had a question for you. Have you ever had a dream where you saw a loved one that had accepted Jesus and they passed away at an older age, but then saw them in a dream at a younger age? Yeah. Has that ever happened never. for you? Nope, never had that dream. Uh, well, here's what I just wanted to share with you. Uh, I'm so mm-hmm. thankful that God is doing amazing things. And I've been on mission with him for over 46 years with just wow. a heart passion. He had my dad come to know Jesus in 1983 and my grandpa in 1991. But then in April of 2020, uh, they both had passed away uh, earlier my grandpa was 91. My dad was 78. Mm-hmm. When I had him, I had a dream one day, and I was walking in the biggest filled stadium ever. I've never seen anything that big, and I saw these whitish clouds. And all of a sudden, I saw my dad and my grandpa looking down. And literally, I'm staring at their faces, and then, bam, I woke up. And I got on my knees and started crying tears of joy that God had touched both of them. And then the Hebrew, it was amazing. God brought immediately the Hebrew chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 to my memory. Yeah. Since we are surrounded with, by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin. And on this journey, look to Jesus. And it was unbelievable, though. Guess what age they both looked? Well, I'm assuming they were younger, and and you saw that. And, you know, I've never had an experience, you know, like that. And, um, you know, and uh, as you described this, you know, I think the thing for me 
is I rejoice that like my dad, um, and you know, I'm like you, I've, I've lost a dad that was saved and I look forward to seeing him. And my last memory of him was, you know, an elderly band and, uh, with Alzheimer's. My mom now is 89. Um, and just, um, it, it's, you know, what she's going through with her dementia and it's been very difficult. And I think for me, uh, the joy that, that I have and, and the peace that I have is that knowing that one day I will see them and, um, and that we will be in our glorified state, whatever that means, whatever that looks like. Um, and, you know, the Hebrews, it talks about in Hebrews chapter 12 that we're surrounded by so, uh, a cloud of witnesses. And what it's talking about is after, he says, therefore, you know, whenever you read that word, therefore, stop and see what it's there for. And he's talking about the hall of faith, all those who went before us and all those who went before us because they had faith um, that uh, we know that we have the hope of heaven and eternal life. And I look forward to David to where we will all be together and that uh, we'll be able to see each other face to face. We will know each other. First Corinthians chapter 13 gives us that indication. And that's the joy that is brought to me is knowing that um, that I'll see my dad again, and, um, and and I'll see my my brother who I never knew, who died at a young age, at two years of age, um, that I'd never met. Um, that I'll be able to see those so many here at church, um, that I will be able to see them, and to also to you know to see my my friends and my brothers that have gone on before us and. And I look forward to that. And that's the cloud of witnesses that is being spoke of, those who have faith in Jesus Christ. And that we'll be all together, and we're going to be together for all eternity. And so that's going to be a real blessing. So, David, I appreciate your call. I appreciate uh, your ministry, and and, um, and God bless you. And we're getting close to the end of the program here. And I do have... Um, a question that came in that I want to answer because I think it's important to answer this question. It says, is it important to belong to a church or how do you choose one? I'm a new Christian. And sometimes as a new Christian, it's hard to to think, you know, should I go to church? Do I belong to a church? And and sometimes people are saved at a church. Um, And so that's, you know, something that um, they're not asking. But uh, perhaps if you're new in the Lord, you're looking for a church, or maybe you've been a Christian and you're looking for a church. I think that, uh, first of all, the question, the answer is, yes, it is important that you belong to a church or a group of believers. And it's Hebrews that does say, don't forsake the assembly of ourselves together, as is the matter of some, especially as you see the day approaching. And we are seeing the day approaching. And it's important for us in this day to be in fellowship and and I know that we went through a period of time where being in fellowship was a challenge, but um, I just want to encourage you. And I know that there may be some listening that you're shut in or maybe another reason why you can't make it. Um, but uh, for for a vast majority of people, they can be in fellowship. To find a group of believers, don't be isolated is what I'm saying because the enemy has an easier time to get a foothold into your life if you're isolated. God made us to have fellowship with him but he also, as you read the scriptures, made us to have fellowship with one another. So I want to encourage you, yes, belong to a church. And then how do you choose a church? A church that believes in the Word of God, that holds the Word of God in high regard, that honors the Word of God, 
uh, is willing to, for me, teach the whole counsel of God's Word and, and not compromise the Word of God, not make excuses for the Word of God, not apologize for the Word of God, but to take you through the Scriptures and um, and to, to teach you the Word because it's so important for us to grow in the world in which we're in. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. It's the way to, to grow in faith. It's the way to maturity. It's the way to, to you know, gain God's wisdom. And there is a difference between God's wisdom and worldly wisdom. And so pick a church that, that um, is committed to the gospel, committed to the Word of God, because there is power in the gospel. There is power in the Word of God. There is not power in entertainment. There is not power in hype. Um, there's not power in uh, some of the things that feel good kind of stuff or, um, you know, prosperity um, gospel, which is not the gospel that's telling you that God just wants you to be healthy and wealthy. There's power in the Word of God and there's power in the gospel. And always remember that and know that the Lord, that he does want to grow you and minister through you. And um, so it is important to belong to a church and a church that is going to teach the Word of God in the environment of love. Well, you hear the music. The hour went by quickly. I'll be back tomorrow at the same time on Calvary Live. So if you didn't have a chance to call in, call me tomorrow. And uh, in the meantime, have a blessed evening. Keep studying your Bible. Keep being a witness to others and, and the love of Jesus Christ. Show that love to others as well to a dark world. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.